So I hate. You see, ah, this one God is loving Jacob. Maybe now the seed Ah, let me put an enmity between him and his brother so that his brother will kill him. This was the situation that Jacob ran. Jacob ran. He ran away. There are many other men that the devil came after. But let's narrow it down to these two men. Number one, Moses. Number one, Moses. Moses stood out because of Eden. Do you remember Eden? The place of the presence of God. An environment of glory. Moses had a burning bush encounter. Hello. Burning bush. That was Eden. He had a burning bush experience. Remove your sandals for where you are is the holy ground. God is here. God is here. God is in this space. That was Eden. The place of the presence of God. So if these men experienced a shadow of dominion, they did that sir, because they were connected to Eden. They came from Eden. Moses was different from others because he was coming from somewhere that others weren't coming from. Eden. So Moses did all the mighty miracles he did. Moses had an audacious confidence because he had seen God. He had encountered God. Are you with me? People wonder which kind of man did this? Which kind of man did this? Moses could talk to God one on one and tell God you can't kill your people. That doesn't make sense. He said you can't kill your people. He said, why would you kill them? What, 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 what would you want them to say about you? That you brought them out to kill them? He said, God, you can't do that. Moses was a man that God comes down to talk with in the cool of the day, like in Eden. Is he making sense? Church, is he making sense? Pastor Simons, will you give me time? Okay. I'm hurrying now. <laughs> do you want to go home? Do you want me to drive this home? What one do you want? Do you want to go home or I should drive this home? You want to go home or I drive it home? Mm, you are enjoying the ride. You are enjoying the ride. You are enjoying the ride. So, you can't be in Eden and not have dominion or not exercise dominion. Moses exercised dominion. The rock brought out water for Moses. That's dominion, isn't it? The sea parted. That's dominion. So you exercise dominion when you are in perfect synchrony with Eden, the place of God's presence. Our next guy here is Jacob. The seed of righteousness was in him. But as long as he dwelt in the presence of his mother, he was a crook. He was a supplanter. He was a, a, a foster. As long as he dwelt in the presence of his mother, everything was going bad. Jacob, however, had a place in God. Had a place in God. So much so, that when you talk about God, you talk about the God of Abraham, the God of what again? And the God of who? And the blessing God. Jacob's life began to change when he came in contact with Bethel. He was running away from his brother and the night came on him and he needed to sleep. Unknowingly to Jacob, where he lay down to sleep is Eden. Where he lay down to sleep is the presence of God. So as he lay down to sleep, please appreciate that his grandfather, Abraham, also had an encounter with Bethel in Genesis chapter 12, verse 7 and 8. Write it down. Pastor, what then is Bethel? 
Bethel is a combination of two words. Beth, B-E-T-H, and L, E-L. Do you remember Bethlehem, house of bread? So Beth means house. Beth means house. E-L means God. Hello. Hello. Come on, church, answer me. Beth means house. Why E-L means God. So you something you hear, El Shaddai. L-E-L, Shaddai. You are talking about God. Hello. So better means house of God. Let me read you a little story, a little history about better. Better is mentioned several times in Genesis. It's first mentioned in Genesis chapter 12, but the best known instance is probably Genesis 28, when Jacob, fleeing from his, the wrath of his brother Esau, fell asleep on a stone and dreams of a ladder stretching between heaven and earth and thrown with angels. God stands at the top of the ladder and promises Jacob the land of Canaan. When Jacob Awakes, he anoints the stone with oil and names the place Bethel, the house of God. Jacob did not just make it into the three people that when you call God, you call them. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob made it because he too had a personal encounter with God. Shout back at me, say, teach, teacher. It would be a mistake to call Bethel a geographical location because Bethel is more than a geographical location. So what is Bethel? Number one, Bethel is a place of strong angelic traffic. Somebody said strong angelic traffic. I think this is the time I want to prophesy. Beginning from today, you will experience angelic traffic around you in the name of Jesus. I said you experience angels coming down and going up, bringing your blessings and taking back your prayers, bringing your millions and taking back your worries. Angels are activated around you. If you believe it, say amen. Hey, is a place of access to heaven. The ladder was connected from earth to heaven. A place of access to heaven. That's verse 11 and verse 11. Bethel is a place of promises, ladies and gentlemen. In verse 13, God began to make promises. Make promises. Make promises to Jacob. He just began to make promises to Jacob. I will give you this land. I will do this. I will do that. So Bethel is a place of promises. Every promise that God made concerning you, this season will come to pass. Bethel is a place of assurance. God said in verse 13, in verse 15, I wish they had given it to me so that people will be seeing it as I'm saying it. Please go there and I'll go there. Better is a place of assurance. In verse 15, God said, I'm the God of your fathers and I will be with you. Verse 16, better is the presence of the... Hey, Jacob woke up. Jacob woke up and said, God is here. And I didn't know. Jacob said, God is here. And I didn't know. So, Bethel is the presence of God. Verse 17. Bethel is an awesome place. And he was afraid and he said, how awesome is this place? Bethel is an awesome place. Verse 17 again. Bethel is the house of God. And this name cannot just be a geographical location. This name is Hephaestus. This name is heaven. Bethel is the house of God. 
in verse 17 also, better is the gate of heaven. Uh, please, you can read Genesis chapter 35, verse 1 to 29. It's going to help you. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason Moses and Jacob became all that they became was because of the place of his presence that they experienced. But God's intention is not just for some people to experience this presence, but for the whole humanity. That's God's intention. By God's agenda, everybody should live. Everybody should operate dominion, if not for the fall. So the seed of the woman came. And you, the devil, he tried also, in fact, he killed also his age mate. He killed all the age mates of Jesus because he was looking out for the seed of this woman to destroy him. Is anybody with me? But God kept him. Jesus came for one purpose. And that purpose is simply to bring mankind back to the original purpose of God for man, which is dominion. What man lost was the kingdom. What Jesus came to do was to restore back the kingdom. Hello? So Jesus came for one purpose. To restore man back. Luke chapter 19 verse 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek. Sir? And save that. Pastor Annie helped us to understand it. It's not to seek and save those. To seek and save that. Which man lost. The question is, what is that which man lost? Or what did the Son of Man came to seek and to save? Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. We help you understand the Son of Man's purpose. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And his... <laughs> and his what? the most important assignment of Jesus was to bring back the government that we lost. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. What Jesus came to restore is that, 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 that which we lost called the kingdom. Did you observe that all that Jesus preached was about the kingdom? Repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is likened to this. He's likened to that. He's likened to this. His greatest passion is to restore us back to what we lost, which is the kingdom. The devil knowing that it was for the kingdom that this man came, offered him the kingdom on a platter. The devil said, you don't need to die. This is not the kingdom. You don't need to die. The devil is smart. He knew why Jesus came. So he said to the Jesus, you don't need to go through the cross. Is it not the kingdom? He said, Jesus, bow. It's not dobale like fully. What the devil was suggesting is just bend your head small. In, 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 in recognition that I am superior to you. Just bend your head. Jesus said, no. No matter how easy because Adam gave you the keys of the kingdom ignorantly I have come to take that keys back from you and no matter how difficult it is to take that key I will go through it the difficult way than to bow so the devil say you don't need to die just bow and give it it's not the kingdom not the kingdom not the kingdom I snatch out from them you don't walk out come from heaven make you snatch them back from me and give to them that's why the Bible said the devil is the king of this world he became the king of this world. We actually are the ones king in this world, but we handed over that to him. 
So Jesus came, I'm going to take back this key and give it back to humanity. He said, okay, Jesus, you don't need to die. You don't need to die. Just do your head like this and I will give you. Jesus said, I will die. I will take the pain. I will take the blame. I will go through the cross. I will take. I will do what it takes, and I will get it for them by my blood. Somebody shout his blood. I'm in my last thought. If you can stay with me, I'm in my last thought. So Jesus, in the beat to restore you and I, suffered all manner betrayal by the person he trusted the most. His right hand man betrayed him and sold him. People that sang Hosanna, Hosanna, just last week Sunday now began to sing crucify him crucify him <laughs> the crucifixion process was not easy ladies and gentlemen especially when you consider that he didn't do anything he didn't sin he became sin he didn't commit sin he became sin so that we can become the righteousness of god he experienced was in threefold he experienced three locations first and foremost he went to gabata if you read john chapter 19 verse 13 and 15 it was in Gabata that they rejected him and, and ridiculed him and handed him over, according to John chapter 19. And from Gabata, he went to Gethsemane, where he prayed <laughs> until his sweat uh, turned to blood. <laughs> because in the cross that was placed on man, uh, the Bible says, through your sweat, uh, will you be able to eat? <laughs> so the cause of poverty was placed on man because of the fall of man. But Jesus, boy, can't God have mercy. This cause was placed in a garden called Eden. The cross was removed in a garden called Gethsemane. Ah, through my sweat I will suffer to eat. But he sweated to the point that his sweat became blood so that the cause of poverty is removed. You are no longer cursed. Oh Lord, I am blessed. I attract money like I'm kidding. I am blessed. I attract goodwill like I'm kidding. People just love me. Why are you? Give me your account every day. It's very known to me. Give me your account. Give me your account. Give me your account. But I can't myself. I'm going to give you my account. They give me my account. They give me my account. Because I'm blessed. Yesterday, say, give me your account, Pastor. From all over the world. All over, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm in Nigeria. All over the world. Give me your account. Give me your account. You know why? Because I am blessed. I am no longer cursed. Money commit to me. I say money commit to you. Money commit to the body of Christ. The cause of sweat has been removed. His sweat turned to blood so that through that blood he can rectify you and deliver you from poverty to prosperity. If you believe in God, I prosper. If you believe in God, I prosper. So from Gabata to Gethsemane, from Gethsemane to Golgotha, Golgotha was the place of the skull. Golgotha was Calvary. He has gone through Gabata to Gethsemane, now to Golgotha, to Calvary, to the final venue of crucifixion. He was hung up high. And there on the cross, hey, the king of the world was going through pain for us. Hey, Jesus, have mercy. Father, forgive them, was the first thing he said. For they know not what they 
do. Forgiveness, Pastor Gloris, is not easy. It's not really easy. In fact, it was too difficult that Jesus didn't say, Father, I forgive them. Because there is a way somebody will do you. There is a way people will do you. You will not even have what it takes to forgive them. You will sit each other to the Father. Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Oh, no, they, 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 they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. In fact, they said, let the blood be upon us and upon our children's children. They quite knew what they were doing. So Jesus wasn't saying that they didn't know what they were doing. Jesus was saying that they did not discern. They did not recognize the person they are doing this to. They don't know who they are doing this to. They don't know who they are doing this to. If God is to open a small picture for you to see maybe that your house girl that you treat anyhow, that this house girl will rule the world, will be the president of the world. Do you know you will not slap her again? You will slap her again. In fact, even though she's your house girl, you can start saying good morning, Matoha, because you have seen what she will become. So those people did not see. That's why the Bible said, Had they known, they will not have crucified the king of glory. So those people did not see who they were crucifying. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know if people hurt you so bad. Tell them I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss. You don't know what you just lost. You don't know who you just missed. You are treating me anyhow. And you have made me walk out on you. Sorry, baby. I'm sorry for your loss. You just lost the Messiah. Someone that can fix your marriage. Someone that can heal your body. Someone that can restore you. You're sorry for your loss. You just lost me. If you know who you are, you'll not be bothered how people treat you. You'll not be parrying your friends how people treat you. This is why I'm behaving from her. I don't care how you look at me. Like me or you don't like me. You don't know who I am. Because if you know who I am, you will treat me better. The man you're talking bad about, gossiping about, hating in your heart, bitter about. If you know who he is, you better start loving him. Because this man is the man that can pull you out of the pit. This man is the man that can restore your marriage. This man is the that can hear your baby. Father, forgive them, for they don't know the stuff that I am made of. I'm really getting weak. Father, flourish will you complete the message. Hey, God, have mercy. And the second thing he said, he said, As surely I say to you today, you shall be with me in paradise. Somebody say, when the window of opportunity opens, seize it. Don't you ever say, when the window of opportunity opens, seize it. Don't you ever say, when Tyrus shows up, enter. So he was with two arm robbers on the cross. The one said to him, nonsense man, why don't you deliver yourself and deliver us? Maybe they say you are the Messiah. This man was walking by public opinion. He was not mindful of discovering Jesus for who he is. This man was seeing Jesus the way others see him. This man was also gossiping with Jesus even when he's close to Jesus. My concern with this man is that this man is like many church folks. They see Jesus. They talk to Jesus. They are close to Jesus. But they will still miss heaven because they are busy playing church. 
they are close, they see him, they talk to him, but they will be seven because they are busy playing church. But there's another one who says, Shut your mouth up. We deserve our death. But this man does not deserve what he's going through. He says, Jesus, remember me when you get to paradise. And Jesus said, Today, baby, you shall be with me. Somebody shout amazing grace. How sweet that sounds. Some people go to church. They get baptized. They get immersed. They eat sacraments. But this man never attended any church. Never got baptized. Never did anything good. Only that he was with Jesus. But he didn't know that all it took or all it takes for you to enter heaven is not by what you do, but what he has done. So this man just killed him into what he has done and the window of heaven opened up to me. I believe in you. This son of God, as many that believe in him, he gives them power to become the sons of God. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believed, that man just believed. It's all it takes, just believe. Jesus, the son of God, I believe, I believe in you. Honey, hold it. The thought in it said, Woman, behold your son. That's provision in, in pain. How could he be so mindful? How could he be so interested? How could he be so consigned? Provision in pain. Everybody was going through pain. The mother was going through pain. Everybody. It was painful to see your son hung up there. But your son is so interested in you that he's making provision for you even when he's going through pain. He said, woman, see your son. The fourteen, he said, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? When he started, he said, Father, forgive them. At the middle of the race, the pain was so much. He said, the place had become dark at this time. He is now, have you ever been in the middle of a situation? Oh, when your situation started, you thought it was a small situation. They saw a cancer in your body, it was little. But right now, as we speak, you are in the middle. Everywhere is dark. At this point, everywhere was dark, Jesus was in the middle of the pain, and he didn't have the audacity to call his father anymore. At this point, he called him, My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? But God cannot forsake himself because Jesus is God. It means he's there with you. When you can't trace him, trust him, he's there. When you can't see him, he is right there. He is in your boat. The storm can't eat you. So Jesus was in the boat. And Peter them and all the other disciples were shaking. If you know Jesus is in your boat, don't shake at the storm. Something did this boat. Something did this boat. Nothing did happen. But Jesus is with you. Nothing will kill you. Say, my father. My father, is there anyone that has faced rejection before? 
rejected by everybody, even by your pastor and your leader. Your anointed is not recognized. Your gifted is not recognized. You have function is not recognized. You a good man, a good administrator is not recognized. You are rejected by everything. Honey, just stay put. Because if God be for you, no one can be against you. Rejection. Rejection. Jesus said, I test. Pastor Kali, he said, I test. It was not about being tested for souls. It was not about being tested for anything. The dude, the dude was indeed testing. I want a drink. I want some drink. I want to drink something, ladies and gentlemen. How can you not want to drink something? Can I show you something? Write this down. Jesus was in a body form. And he suffered all that he suffered. Your body, your body is made up of 60% of water. Your body is made up of 60% of, your, of water. Your brain is made up of 70% of water. Your heart is made up of 75% of water. Your loins is made up of 86% of water. Your liver is made up of 85% of water. Your bone, even your bone, is made up of 22% of water. Your kidney is made up of 83% of water. Your blood is made up of 83% of water. Your saliva is made up of 95% of water. Your body is only water. And he went through all that he went through. Why won't the dude be testing? I test. Can somebody give me oh Lord? Look at what he went through for you. That's why when you come to resurrection morning, you want to really celebrate God. He said, Can somebody give me water to drink? I test. That was the manifestation of his humanity. The next thing he said, <laughs> he said, It's. Father Flourish, it is finished. I don't know what that it is in your life too. But whatever that it is in your life will also be finished. When he finishes, you are not the one that finished. Jesus never said, I am finished. Jesus said, it is finished. So when they killed him, they thought he was finished. They thought that what he said is that I am finished. But they didn't know that what he said that it is finished. I am not finished. In the third day, I will rise. I am not finished. It is finished. When people look down on you, you are not the one that finished. It's just the situation that finished. You are bouncing back, baby. You are coming back, baby. You are coming back from the grave. You are going to live again. Start with me, say, it is finished. Finally, he says, Father, unto your hands. I commit my spirit. I have lost everything. I have something left. I have something left. And this thing that I have left, I can't lose it. Somebody should be protective of that. I can't lose it. I can't lose it. I can't lose it. You can gain the whole world and lose your soul. There's something you must not lose. I have lost everything. I have lost my prestige. I have lost my glory. I have lost my fame. I have lost my popularity. People that talk well with about me, they are not talking bad about me. They insult me. And they say, Father, this one thing I 
have that is most important to me. I commit it to you. Hold this one, hold this one for me. Hold this one for me. Hold this one for me. Because if I give them this one too, I cannot predict my coming back. So Father, hold this one. Because when that one is in the depository of the Father, when the third day comes, the Father will catapult that with Jesus, handed over to him, back to the body of Jesus. So the only way for you to rise again is to commit your spirit into the hand of God. Not commit it into the hand of you. Are you not ashamed that you are going to a native doctor? Are you not ashamed that you are committing your spirit to a nonsense native doctor? You are not smart. You are not wise. Something is wrong with you. There's no glory there. When you deal with such men and you die, you cannot resurrect. But when you consciously commit your spirit into the hand of God, even when you die. God will put your spirit back in you and you will come back alive. I didn't ask you to clap. Say, one of God, you really want to do it very well. Say, Father, into your spirit I commit. Ladies and gentlemen, he died. He went to Hedges. It's time for that key. He went to Hedges. That kid, the devil wanted to say, Power, I will give it to you. He went to Hedges. I have paid by my blood. I have paid everything. They are not owing you nothing. They are now free from you. So he came to Hedges and collected the key. In fact, he said to death, Death, where is your power? He said, Grave, where is your power? Death, where is your stage? He went to spirit. He collected every key. According to Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, he made a public show of them, triumphing over them in victory. And he rose everyone that was dead from the dead. And the Bible says, He gave gifts to man. The Bible says, Having disarmed principalities and power, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in victory. Give me verse 16. Triumphing over them in greedy. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or new moon because you are already free. Please hear this, hear this, hear this, hear this. He did not just rise alone. He rose with all the sense that we are held captive in Hades. Why are they held captive in Hades? Why are they held captive in Hades? Because there was no blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So all of them died. Abraham died. Isaac died. Jacob died. Job died. Everybody died. And they were in Hades because there was no blood. Heaven was polluted by the principle of Lucifer. The Luciferian dogma polluted heaven. Heaven through rebellion was polluted. So the blood of Jesus was to purify the altar in heaven. That was why when Jesus rose and Mary wanted to hug him, he said, don't touch me because I have not gone to heaven. I am bloody. It's a bloody kingdom. It's a bloody religion. I am bloody right about now. I'm not gone to heaven. Don't touch me. There's an altar in heaven that I want to purify. And when I purify that altar, then you can hug me, baby. Because there was no blood, everyone that died, Remain in hedges. Now, because the blood has been shed, he came to the devil. He said, See the certificate. I don't die for them. They have split my blood. Shout his blood. Shout it again. Say his blood. He has split my blood. Oh, yeah. Give me the key. He collected the keys. He went to the cell of Job. 
opened the job came out. Opened Abraham, Abraham came out. Opened Isaac, Isaac came out. Opened Jacob, Jacob came out. He opened all Isaiah, Jeremiah, Zephaniah, Habakkuk. He opened all their graves. Moses, everybody. And they all came out. And the Bible said that graves opened up. Hey, let me show you. Please write it down so that you don't think I'm saying nonsense. Job, go for it. Matthew chapter 27, verse 52. Matthew 27, 52. Graves opened up. Graves opened up. The men that we are dead since. When is it? And the graves were opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were. Jesus did not rise alone. This is resurrection morning, baby. If he rose, he didn't rise alone. He rose with you. So after today, you cannot be in the place of the dead anymore. I say anything dead around you is coming back to life. The church will rejoice is risen. The church will rejoice is resurrection morning. So did he say, I'm alive? Oh, I'm so grateful I'm dead. So he ascended to heaven. And the Bible says he gave gifts to men. It means that when he was going to heaven, when he, I wish I could have many, many handkerchiefs, so let, let me show you this. When he was going to heaven, he rose not only by himself, he rose with many of them. Behind him was Abraham, Jacob was there, Joseph was there, everybody they were all there. They were all behind him. And he was not, they are not meant to remain on the earth. He's transporting them because the Bible says he led captivity captive. So he delivered them from the captivity of the devil and they became his own captive. When you are in the captivity of the devil, they were in hedges. When they are not in his own captivity, they will be in heaven. So he led captivity captive. He took the captives of the devil and they became his captive. So he's going back to them with to heaven. But I can't go with all of you to heaven. Moses, how dare you lead three million people? That's a powerful administrative skill. Moses, in heaven, we don't need this administration. Hey, I can't go with Isaiah. Can you imagine how prophetic you are? You say things and they come to pass. Isaiah, we don't need your prophetic husband in heaven, Isaiah. So the Bible said, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts to men. It means he stripped all of them of their gifts, and he began to distribute it. That's how you can sing. That's how you can preach. That's how you can prophesy. That's how you can heal. Because he began gifts, gifts, gifts. He gave gifts to men. He gave gifts to men. Hey! Who is that gifted one here? Now they will hear your song. Who is that gifted one here? Now they will hear your voice. Who is that gifted one here? Now your business will take another dimension. Who is that gifted one here? Shall did me say, I'm gifted! In conclusion, thank God I'm here finally. In conclusion, Eden is not for few. Eden is for all. So it's no longer going to be Moses or Jacob. Everyone here can enjoy Eden. Hello. Hello. Bethel is not for few. Bethel is for all. By his blood. Dominion now is not for few. Because when he hadn't died, people were just skeletally manifesting dominion. But when he died, every one of us got initiated to manifest dominion by his Lord. So if you are not manifesting dominion, something is wrong with you. Something is wrong with you. You know, you know after the service, you will go home with anger. To enforce God in your space. Oh, you know. 
Are you feeling like that already? Are you feeling like that already? You will go home to end your business. Uh, watch what will happen tomorrow. Where are the businessmen here? Can you lift your right? Businessmen and women, lift your business. You are into business. You are, lift your right hand. You are into business. Lift your right hand. I prophesy heaven in your business. I didn't hear me. I say I prophesy heaven in your business. Beginning from today, your business will take another shape. If you believe in shout, Amen. Dominion is no longer for few now. Dominion is for all. Ladies and gentlemen, the kingdom is no longer for few. Pastor Cherry, another one come to my head now. Jesus said, the kingdom of God does not come by observation. That's what he said. He said, you won't say, ah, here, here, that is it. That is the kingdom of God. He said, there, that is the kingdom of God. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. That means this kingdom I'm talking about is human being. The kingdom of God is within you. I said, the kingdom of God is within you. So it's no longer for few. It's for all. Ladies and gentlemen, my message is simply titled, Better. What a title, Better. Acknowledging and recognizing and respecting the place of his presence. It was the Eden that Jacob experienced. So better is no longer for few. Better is now for all. Can somebody appreciate the blood of Jesus? It was through his blood that we are rectified. Can somebody appreciate the blood of Jesus? Lord, thank you, Jesus. God really helped me. He really prayed. I did my best, didn't I? I was really weak. I didn't sleep from 7 a.m. yesterday until 6, 6, 6 6.30 a.m. today. I didn't sleep from 7 a.m. yesterday until 6.30 a.m. this morning. I took permission from Pastor Zimuzo. I, I, I actually begged Pastor Zimuzo. I said, Pastor Zimuzo, can you please allow me to come to church? Because it's our boss, hope you know. I said, can you please allow me to come to church by 8.30? So that if I can close my eyes from 6.30 to 8.30, that's how many hours sleep. I said, can you please allow me to come to church by 8.30 this morning, please, sir? He said, okay, sir. He said, once it's 8.30, can you please call me? Because I've denied my body Sabbath, and if I close my eyes, it might stretch for long, and I will miss service. I said, Can you please call me by 8.30 so that my phone will ring consistently and wake me up? And he actually did. So I woke up, he called me by 8.15, I woke up by 8.15, and then got ready and got here. That was why I was so, so tired. That was why I was so, so tired. But he really, really prayed, and God really, really gave me strength. Better is not for few now. Better, sir. Somebody say, Better is not for few. Better is for all. Meanwhile, I forgot to tell you that at 1.40 p.m. yesterday, weighing 4.2 kg. On the fourth day of the fourth month, in the fourth anniversary, baby better short fast. Pastor Lisa is delivered of a bouncing baby boy. Better is not for peace. 
Bethel is for all. Bethel is here, baby. Bethel has come, baby. Prophesied many years ago. Now in reality, Bethel came from heaven and is now on earth. Somebody said Bethel is here. Bethel is not for you. That's suppression of pastor courage. Walking the walking the walking the walkway of house of, of Abia State University, Uturu. God said to me, it was the cool of the night. I was just taking this through. I'm not I was just taking this through the gospel. I'm praying about my future. I was taking this through, speaking in tongues, praying about tomorrow. Way back in the university. Praying about marriage, praying about children, praying about everything. And God said to me. His name shall be called better. Way back in this school. So once my wife agreed to marry me, I said, You have a boy. His name is better. And God said, Her name shall be called Daniel. I wanted to have two children. But my wife wanted to have four. Now she's navigating for three. <laughs> I wanted to have two. She wanted to have four. And when we agreed, okay, let's have four. I started praying for the other ones. And as I was praying, God gave me the name of the third, third second daughter. I said, her name shall be called Jadia. So in my household, I have three heavy Hebrew names. Penia, Jadia, Better. But from university days, it was Penia and Better that God spoke to me. There was no plan for Jadia. When plan for Jadia came, I had to pray again. And God had to give me the name of Jadia. 1.40 p.m. 4.2 kV. Heavy boy. On the fourth day of the fourth month of our fourth anniversary. House on the rock, can I prophesy to you? Stability has just come to this church. 4.44. Number of stability. The fire of Holy Ghost will consume anyone that wants to poison this church from now henceforth. Stability has come for the church. The church is about to take off. The church is about to enter another level. If you believe, say yes! Fourth day, in the fourth month of the fourth anniversary, better came. And the message is titled Better. Better is not for few. Bethel is for all. The gate of heaven. The house of God. The presence of God. The place of promises. The place of assurance. Bethel is for all. Everyone standing. Everyone standing. I need the ministers to come. Let people just take communion.